0: It's a pleasure to welcome Rob Hartnett uh, to the studio. He, I, I've known him when he was in the racing business, the bookmaking business, but he's now CEO of an organization called Sport for Business. And, and what we wanted to talk to him about, that when controversy blows up, what is the attitude of a sponsor who either has a brand ambassador or has a particular individual broadcast program uh, that they're very closely uh, uh, aligned to? You know, do they get caught up in the breach of trust? And you've seen that Centre Parks are not renewing the Ryan Tuberty show uh, sponsorship. Welcome, first of all, tell us, Rob. Sport for Business is is a two structured organisation where you
1: have all the sports people and you have all the commercial people in the one room. Is that right? Good morning, Ivan. A pleasure to uh, to be back in the studio with you. It is indeed. We. I set this up about 12 years ago now and it was always with the view that sponsors and sporting organisations maybe could learn a little bit from each other about the way each other works and by creating a forum where they could meet, we do about 50 events during the course of the year, we publish a daily news bulletin and we bring people a little bit closer together in that world and thankfully, Touchwood, it's worked out nicely so
0: and, far. And when, so when we think of the GAA or the IRFU, is it the... Is it the administrators or is it the actual people who are the sports ambassadors, the Kelly Harringtons that are in your
1: organisation? It's a mix of all of those. So the GAA, the IRFU would be uh, would be very long-standing and, and, and very valued members and we do an awful lot of stuff. I've I've interviewed Kelly Harrington on stage a number of times, interviewed Vera Powell, interviewed the GAA President Larry McCarthy earlier on this year, um, the IRFU team as well as the FAI team. And, you know, we just try and get underneath the bonnet And what's the,
0: what's the value of sports uh, sponsorship in a given year in Ireland? What's, how big is the market?
1: It has bounced back obviously it took a massive hit during Covid but this year the forecast from Onside who would be one of the big research companies in it suggests that we're heading towards a figure of around about 210 million euros of value just from sponsorship And 10 belongs. years ago would it have been something similar? Has it been broadly started? I know all sp- live sports stopped during
0: Covid and we had the, the crash and so on but it If we were to take, say, 2013, would it be broadly where it is now?
1: No, it would have. It would have almost doubled over the last decade. It has become a really sophisticated part of the marketing business. Sponsorship used to be the case when, you know, when you or I were involved in it first of putting a name onto a shirt or buying some, you know, advertising hoardings at a a stadium. These days, it's all about digital. It's all about engagement with fans. It's all about finding ways in which you can actually attach your brand, get the emotional content that we know exists in sport and attach yourself to that so that people, you know, sponsors are looking for things that people like so that they will in turn begin to like the sponsor just a little bit more. And
0: and is it just for profile? You know what I mean? Tiger Woods is sponsored by whatever. Phil Mickelson has KPMG on his arm or whatever. Is it just brand awareness or... Or is there something deeper? Does it speak to values? Because I would have thought for something like the GAA, what you're trying to buy with sponsorship is a sense of community. And so therefore you'd have local shops, you know, centre and that kind of thing involved. And, and therefore the community ethos is really what you're buying into. And while everyone gives out about the grab all association, the reality
1: are they are really
0: embedded underage in every parish in this country.
1: I think you'll find that most of the people who would use that particular uh, reference point uh, have either never been involved in the GAA or are not involved in it in any way, shape, or form. It is—it's the biggest single community organisation that we have in the country, and buying into that, buying into trying to capture the essence of what the GAA is in each of those communities is really important. There is a hard-nosed business edge to it as well. I mean, you look at the sponsors of the All Ireland Football Championship. We've had a fabulous weekend—four games, uh, four—you know, four uh, games. In in, in Croke Park and um, Super Value, one of the sponsors of that they're the place where you can actually buy the tickets other than online in the Super Value stores all around the country so there's that edge for it AIB and Allianz this season are new as well you'll find that there's discounts there's relationship elements of that which they have exclusively for their customers coming out of the GA as well whether it's buying tickets to actually get, have their customers go to the matches or maybe getting a discount on their insurance and, and,
0: and we hear a lot of controversy about Qatar and so on first First of all, what is sports washing? I know what greenwashing is. You're pretending to be environmentally
1: friendly, but you're not really. What is sports washing? Well, similar to what I said about sponsorship being the the, you know, the fact of trying to find something that we as as individuals love and finding a way in which you can bring some of that love over towards your brand. Well, it's the same with countries as well. And all across the Middle East from, uh, you know, from Qatar and we had the Dubai Duty Free World Cup or D- Irish Derby uh, taking place over the weekend as well down at the Kura uh, in Saudi Arabia. They're moving into the sport in a huge fashion, uh, you know, trying to associate those countries what? For we a return on capital about. employed, or, or or more, there's a there's a sense that you know that hosting these major events, the Qatar World Cup back in in December, just positions deviled the with country. controversy though, with thousands of deaths in the construction process and so on. It was they they flatly denied that. They said that there was dozens rather than thousands. And the reality was probably somewhere in the middle of it. But we know more about Qatar now than we ever did beforehand. And we, you know, we we drive cars, we, we fuel our houses using LPG. Qatar is the biggest producer of LPG uh, in the world. But what they wanted to do was they wanted to actually get out from underneath just being another Middle Eastern state. And they wanted to position themselves as being a real world leader. And sport is the way that we, as a, as a human race, these days, communicate with each other and love what what it, it brings to a greater extent than almost anything else. So, what's the rationale? Controversy breaks.
0: What's the rationale for people walking and saying, "Uh oh, this brand ambassador, or whatever, we want out of here."
1: Very sophisticated business these days. It used to be the case that, you know, that if you were attached to somebody and, you know, and and scandal broke, that you would be out the door uh, like, you know, like a jack in the box. Um, These days, it has become much more sophisticated. It's interesting looking at a couple of the big ones over recent years. Tiger Woods. You know, a little over a decade ago now, Nike and Tiger Woods were the biggest single sporting sponsorship by value, by size, by scale in the world. And when Tiger Woods scandals, multiple scandals. Well, the sex scandal. Yeah, yeah, everything was going wrong in his life. And all of his sponsors were gradually just, well, not gradually, almost immediately falling away. But Nike actually stuck by him. And they said at the time that, you know, that they wanted to, you know, to, to see this wash out, that, that obviously what they were getting out of the relationship was very good for business. But they decided to stick with him because they realised that underneath all of these things, Tiger Woods as a brand was more important than Tiger Woods as an individual. Fast forward five, six years ago, Maria Sharapova got involved in a, in a drug scandal over in Russia and Nike, who had stuck by Tiger Woods through, you know, through tin and thinner, Uh, Decided almost immediately that Maria Sharapova was not for them, and so they took a decision based on the various metrics which they have coming in through all aspects of their business that that was not a good idea to stay. So they left. So an Irish one would
0: be John Delaney's scandal in the FAI uh, and sponsorship of the Irish team. And I thought one of the most effective sponsorships ever was Opel back at Italian 90. You know, Arnold became synonymous <laughs> like with Jack uh, and so on. It
1: really worked well. Uh, what, what happened with the FAI? Did the sponsor Scarper? Three were coming; were bringing their partnership with the FAI to an end, regardless, and so it was up for renewal. And they decided that they weren't going to go back in. But if you look beneath that top level, you still find that companies like uh, like DHL, like Aviva, uh, a variety of different companies that are, had had long term relationships with the FAI, Nissan, another example out there. Um, you know that they stuck with them; that they realised that actually Irish football is going to survive. The Irish, the Irish public are still. Going to want to go, so to they Irish may to see it, it as a nine-day wonder sort of thing. In a sense, yeah. I mean, you know, in the media, we do get very excited about things and everything becomes the biggest event of the day and something that we just can't imagine ever coming to an end until it comes to an end. And there's always something that comes along. So part of the value that comes out of sponsorship is loyalty. So AIB have been through the financial crises, but they really put this huge store and huge value by the fact that they've been partners of the GAA for over 30 years, both at club and more, le- more recently at inter-county level and so even in the midst of the financial crisis they still wanted to stay involved and they still wanted to stick there even though they might not have been activating so much in those d- in those darker days they realised that this is going to pass and they wanted to maintain the relationships which they had built up over many years There you have it uh, they take a
0: really hard-nosed attitude uh, they look at the long term they look at the loyalty and they don't blow with every wind but they can sever uh, and have done in certain cases Rob Hartnett CEO of Sport for Business. Thanks for those insights. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.